Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Earlier this morning we dropped the audio for our Instagram Live last night. Went for about 25 minutes or so, so some fantastic content there. If you haven't listened to it already, the podcast before this one, go and get stuck into that. Some really deep chats on there from you guys, my live reaction to all of your questions. Now last night we also posted the Guru's Grid. This is number two of Guru's Grid. Uh, So there are three players that you have to name. Uh, There's obviously a grid there with nine boxes. Uh, and there's three columns there, and in each column is a jersey that I, that specific player wore. So it's a it's a picture of that player just zoomed in, so you can just see the jersey. And you footy nerds out there like me, you'll be able to identify the sort of ballpark time of when that player was playing for that club or that representative team based on the jerseys. Let's have a look at player number one in the second Guru's grid. Uh, the top picture was a New South Wales blue jersey. The next one was a South Sydney Rabbitohs jersey. And then the final one was a West Tigers jersey. Uh, you keen players out there. You keen footy heads would have noticed very quickly. Uh, the Blues jerseys around about a 2016. The South Sydney one, a pretty similar time. And then, of course, the West Tigers a little bit earlier, sort of late 2000s. Um, in between sort of the 2005 Premiership and their last finals appearance in 2010-2011. Uh, so, of course, that player is is Robbie Farrar, the great Robbie Farrar. Uh, only played for two NRL clubs, the West Tigers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, played the vast majority of his footy, of course, uh, with the West Tigers, though. Uh, I think he knocked up... Yeah, 303 career games, 277 with the West Tigers, 26 with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Of course, career highlight coming in 2005 uh, when a very young Robbie Farrar, I think people forget just how young he was. Uh, at the start of the 2005 season, he'd played a grand total of seven games of first grade across 
two seasons. So pretty impressive what that 05 Tigers side managed to do. We all remember Benji being so young. Uh, but as was Robbie Farah, he was pretty damn young himself and hadn't had too much of expe- too much experience. And for them to do what they did really was incredible. And I think Robbie Farah, he probably doesn't get the appreciation he deserves off the back of that premiership. Uh, the way that he attacked out of dummy half really was dynamic. We know Robbie was always a fantastic defender. But I thought in 05, when you, when you look at the way the game was played in 04 and the teams that were in the grand final that season, the Roosters and the Bulldogs, huge, massive forward packs, just all about go forward. The West Tigers, they're a little bit more creative, a little bit more about ball movement. And I thought, especially around the ruck, Robbie Farah created an absolute stack of space for them in that side. And for the vast majority of his career, I think Robbie Farah sometimes was guilty of overplaying his hand. There's no denying that, no hiding away from that. But I think especially in 2005, they do not win that premiership without Robbie Farah and just how crafty he was around dummy half. Funnily enough, I remember watching Robbie in 05 and sort of thinking, fuck, this is very Benny Elias-esque, the way that he used to attack. He was one of the focal points of their attack, Robbie. And I do think he, I wouldn't say changed the game, but I do think he added a number of layers uh, to the hooker's games uh, during that that period of time. And I think that a lot of hookers sort of saw how crafty he was and added quite a bit to their game. And I think that the way that forwards moved around the ruck, I think Robbie Farah, you know, and obviously Tim Sheen's played a very important role. I think that we quite often look back and, you know, I I personally think he's he's the absolute uh, absolute king of it. But like Scotty Prince, he's halfback that year. The way that he turned guys under, hold the ball in one hand and put the ball in a blind spot for the defenders. Robbie Farah used to do this out of dummy half and he was just fantastic. He was very dynamic, Robbie Farah. Obviously played two seasons at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Not an overly successful period for Robbie. Uh, and then returned to the West Tigers in 2018 to, to retire in 2019. A, a career of ups and downs, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. Wasn't always uh, the most popular guy in the world. Uh, but did obviously play for the New South Wales Blues on a number of occasions. Uh, played for his country as well. Actually played six City vs. Country games. So a pretty impressive. Uh, amount of games there in City v Country. I'm not sure how many guys would have too many more reps than that. 16 games for the New South Wales Blues, obviously during a very, very tough period. But fuck, he had some big games during that period as well. Uh, And then played for the Kangaroos on eight occasions and also played for Lebanon on six occasions. Actually played for Lebanon the first time in 2002 and the last time in 2019. So 17-odd years apart there. Pretty damn impressive. A A marvelous career for Robbie Farah, who is now one of the assistant coaches at the West Tigers. So it's obviously been a big 24 hours for them. Hopefully they can start to turn the corner and get back to playing finals footy like they were in the uh, early 2010s with Robbie Farrar at nine. All right, let's move to player number two. Robbie Farrar was the first one. Player number two, you're kidding. Wade McKinnon, one of the greats. Uh, obviously did not play rep footy or anything like that, but I always thought Wade McKinnon was one of the most underrated players in our competition. Uh, he was the full back for the South Sydney Rabbitohs the night they made their return to the NRL, obviously getting dusted by the Sydney Roosters that night, but Wade McKinnon was the fullback for that South Sydney side. He played two years at the Bunnies 02 and 03, only winning a handful of games, obviously a pretty tough trot there. He then made his way to the Parramatta Eels. 
for season 2004, 2005, 2006. So obviously 2005, a pretty good one for Parramatta. You could argue it was the one that got away uh, and he was the first choice fullback in that side for a long period of time. I think he missed quite a bit of footy early with an injury, uh, but obviously when they got to the back end of the season, he was the fullback once again for their finals charge. I would say the one that got away for Parramatta. I think the Dragons would probably look at that in a similar fashion. A weird season, that 0-5-1. Played with Parramatta in 2006, then made the move to the New Zealand Warriors. And this is personally where I thought he played his best footy as fullback for the New Zealand Warriors. He was fantastic. Had some great seasons at Parramatta too, but I thought of the Warriors, this is probably where he played some of his best footy. He was dynamic there. And then, of course, finished his career at the West Tigers. Didn't have a bad record there, to be fair. It was during a pretty good record at the West Tigers, 2010-2011. I think they played finals in both of those seasons. Uh, But yeah, pretty handy record there as well. So Wade McKinnon. Never played rep footy. Did he play City Country? He played one game of City Country. Uh, He was the fullback for City in that one. Uh, When was that? What year is that? Uh, 2009, he was the fullback uh, for City, and he scored a try. Did he? No, he didn't score a try in that one. But they won that one 40 points to 18. A very, very handy player, Wade McKinnon. As we said, never played any rep footy or anything like that. I don't think he ever won Dallium or or anything, but Fucky was consistent. A very, very good journeyman who always did a job. 153 games across 10 years of first grade. I think he went over to Hull FC at the end of his NRL career. Only played 10 games there, so I'm not quite sure what the story is there. But Wade McKinnon, a very, very talented footballer. Very, very underrated in my opinion. Obviously a journeyman, so a tough one there for the Guru's grid. No doubt about that. The pitches that we had there for Wade McKinnon were the New Zealand Warriors, uh, the Parramatta Eels and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So you keen Rabbitohs fans, you probably could have picked a based on the Arrival Live jersey. You would have known that was from 0203. Parramatta fans, you would have sent the Piertek one. That's obviously the Tim Smith sort of era, 2005, 2006 that he featured there. And then the Warriors jersey was just leading up to uh, that 2011 Grand Final sort of, I think it was the 09-10 season, that jersey there. The more white one with Vodafone across the middle and the weird collar at the top. So Wade McKinnon was number two. Let's move to player number three. Uh, One of my favorites to watch. I always love to watch this guy go around. This one would have been a tough one for people uh, just because of the jerseys I put in there. It was, the jerseys were the West Tigers, uh, City Origin and the Canberra Raiders. And uh, the Canberra Raiders one was a bit of a unique jersey that I put in there that I thought you Raiders fans might be able to pick out of. I believe it was from 2017. The player was of course, the great Blake Austin. Now, Blake Austin, he obviously debuted with the Penrith Panthers, played three seasons there, only played about 15 games between 2011 and 2013, then made his way to the West Tigers for one season. I thought he was fantastic there. He played 19 games, scored seven tries, and it was during this period that the West Tigers were fighting to keep Brooks, they were fighting to keep Moses, all these sort of guys, and I just remember sitting there going, fuck, Blake Austin's a damn handy footballer. I'm surprised they've 
have let him leave if they're on the verge of losing all these guys. As we said, 19 games that season for the West Tigers, scoring seven tries. Obviously played a variety of positions, came off the bench quite a bit, played a bit of 5'8", bit of halfback. Uh, I think he even played fullback in his last game of that season. Uh, very, very handy player, Blake Austin. And of course, Ricky Stewart signed him to go down to the nation's capital. And this is where he played his best footy. 2015, he arrives down there. I remember I actually drafted him that season. I was very, very excited about Blake Austin heading to the nation's capital. Uh, he played 23 games that season, scoring 14 tries at 5'8". A pretty good try-scoring record. Uh, the one that I remember the most was the afternoon he scored three tries uh, against the Newcastle Knights playing for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, obviously, a guy that was reasonably one-dimensional, you could say. Loved, obviously, coming off that big right foot, had, had a big right side dummy. Uh, that probably became a little bit more predictable as his career went on, but fuck, he was a goer, Blake Austin. You have a look at his four seasons uh, for the Canberra Raiders. 2015, 23 games, 14 tries. 2016, 19 games, 8 tries. 2017, 24 games, 7 tries. And then 2018, he played 22 games, scored 5 tries. So even his worst season there, he only scored five tries. That's not a bad strike rate for a 5'8". So to score, you know, almost 45-odd tries across that period. Uh, sorry, almost 40 tries across that period. Pretty impressive for, a, you know, in a Raiders team that wasn't going great guns or anything like that. Uh, they only had one winning season across that record. Uh, he then went over to the Super League. In 2019, and he's recently just retired. He went over, played for Warrington. His first season at Warrington, 2019, he played 30 games that season, scored 19 tries. So pretty damn impressive uh, career from Blake Austin. I think a guy that is uh, commonly slept on for his ability. Could obviously play a range of positions as well. Could play seven, could play six, could play out in the backs, could play a bit of hooker as well. Uh, and I personally think he, he, he would have made a half-decent uh, 13 as well. But you have a look across his career. The, the position that he played his most games in was, of course, the 5'8 position. 193 games across the NRL and the Super League in which he scored 67 tries. So a pretty good strike rate there. Just about a try every third game uh, for a guy that really didn't play in too many gun sides. So Blake Austin, pretty impressive. The game I will always remember Blake Austin for, though, is, of course, his City Country debut. Only played one game uh, for City, and he scored three tries in that one, not to mention three tries in a game that they lost. So playing 5-8 for New South Wales City, uh, scored three tries in a 34-22 to defeat. A very, very handy player, Blake Austin. I believe he's returning uh, in 2024. Not to the NRL. I think he's playing local league somewhere, I believe. I think somewhere out west in Sydney sort of area. Not sure who he's playing for, but I'm pretty sure he is coming back to play. So a great career for Blake Austin. I'll tell you what, Blake Austin, way McKinnon, two guys that obviously didn't play a stack of rep footy, both only played one city country game each, but guys that I thought were very, very talented. Maybe they weren't of that absolute top echelon we see in the NRL, but very handy guys to have in your side and very entertaining players, some handy little super coach players as well. So those were your three players today, Robbie Farrow, Wade McKinnon, and the great Blake 
Austin. Let me know how you went, guys. Send me a message. We will have a new one coming out a little bit later tonight, so stay tuned for that. We're going to try and do this every weekday uh, during the NRL off-season, so just to give you guys something a little bit extra to do whilst you're doing your NRL grids and whatnot, you can have a crack at the Guru Grid. I think these are pretty tough, and there's not too many people that are getting three from three every day, so see how you go over a couple of days. Send them to your mates, see how they go, and then you can tune into the podcast to get all the answers each and every day during the Rugby League off-season. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 